What's going on, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast. The podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. In Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. In Greensboro, North Carolina, I am Dan Ray. Word on the street was people didn't understand those words in that order, so... We'll slow it down a little bit. We're going to deliver Enunciate. it. Yeah, deliver it for the brand value it has. Tip of the tongue, deep in the lips. Right. What to do How today? How goes it? Well, how you been, you man? good? I'm good. It's been super busy. Yeah. I had to move a bunch of stuff around. I picked up a, a gig yesterday that I'm working through, uh, which kind of pushed back some stuff that's happening on Monday. We have that corporate thing on Monday mm. uh, that uh, requires a fair amount of technical legwork that I'm currently plowing through on top of the music I need to shed. So lots of stuff going like on. How about you? Track set up or what are you doing? No, the tracks are fine. Just we're, it's live band karaoke and it's for a, it's for a church group who took our normal karaoke oh. list and shredded it. Yeah. You shared um, this. Oh my God. I, for reasons. Sure. Those are totally valid. Customer's always right. But it left us with um, a less than suitable amount of songs. So we had to pick, I literally like sent them some. I was like, how about these? We'll just put them on the list. I mean, we won't play them all anyway, but give people something that looks substantial. You got to have a good list. A list. Yeah, like karaoke mm-hmm. without a good list is like, here are the 10 songs you could sing. No. 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 Yeah, for sure. So that's me. How about you? Well, it has been really quiet in my part of the world for the last several weeks. Um, since yeah. the holidays, we haven't I haven't done much. I did do a karaoke at Pig Pounder, the place that I used to do the karaoke at, on Friday night, this last Friday. And it happened that there was a birthday party thrown by the bar itself because there were right. four birthday people or four boys of birthday boys. different ages, <laughs> none of them boys. Um And they were all kind of friends of the bar. So it was a party the bar itself was throwing and the place was hopping. And it was the first time since pre-COVID that the karaoke has been done in a proper room for it, where there was a lot of big party energy, a lot of extroverts wanting to get up there and a few introverts willing to stretch themselves and it was the good energy it was the good karaoke energy it was like it wanted to be i've done a lot of nights of karaoke where it's like a little table of a half a dozen to ten of my regulars um and that's fun and sweet and intimate but this was like big party energy and it was the first time it's been like that in a long time so bpe yeah exactly and that's it was really exciting and the manager of that and i've been talking we now have between now and midsummer we have two dates for the band we have Five dates for karaoke. I got three solo acoustic dates. So we've been filling out the calendar because we ran out of dates that we had booked before. And it's just time and she's ready to rock on us. Great. Yeah. All very good. Yeah. I feel like I was getting stressed out about the calendar in certain sections being empty. But just today, we got two things coming in that closed the gap on that considerably. So it all, you know. We just open ourselves up and, and the gigs just, they present themselves. The universe so. provides. Yeah. Indeed. Hey, I have a gear note. I'd love to hear it. I am in receipt today from one Sweetwater of mm-hmm. the XVEVE U4 in-ear monitor system. Okay. Right. And so for those of you who aren't Adam and therefore can't see my, I held the box up just now. Mm-hmm. Only Adam could see that. Nobody else yeah. uh, could. But it's uh, essentially the transmitter plugs right into an XLR 
It's got an XLR mm-hmm. female on it, plugs right into an XLR aux out. And then the receiver is belt pack, but it's actually tiny. And both run off of rechargeable batteries. And the use case I have for this is acoustic. So when I'm doing a solo acoustic show, I'll be able to run in-ears off the aux out of my speaker. Mm-hmm. I'll be able to set the speaker out in front of me, crank it up, not have to worry about feedback because it's out in front of the mic, um, and then monitor off of this guy. And it's cheap. It's People seem to like it. And we're going to try it out. The only the only uh, risk I see about it is that it does run in the 2.4 gigahertz range, which means there's a fair amount of risk of um, collision and, and interference and that sort, of, that, that sort of thing. It does have the ability to change channels. It's got six built-in channels that it can change among. So if you get to a venue and like the channel it's on is noisy and doesn't give you good coverage, you can change it around. And for sure, good practice with wireless is always to walk the room and get a sense of the dropout areas. And if you need to change channels, um, do all that (laughs) before sound check. That's the best Mm -hmm. time to do that. Anyway, so it'll be fun to try this thing out and and to do in-ears on acoustic, which I've never done before. I've always set the speaker kitty corner to my ear and then walked out deaf on one side. And um, I'm trying to be a little better to myself these days. So we're going to just add in-ears to the acoustic uh, setup and just see how that goes. I'd used um, the the uh, the Voice Live had a headphone out, so yeah. I just got like a long extender. So oh. I've been using inners for acoustics for a while. That's good, um, but yeah, it it helps because it it allows you to be open when you need to be open, and also seal yourself mm-hmm. up when you just need to be quiet mm-hmm. and <laughs> just be in your little zone there. So, yeah. but yeah, I'm curious to see about it because the yeah the 2.4 thing has always made me a bit apprehensive. Yes in uh, pursuing. We eagerly uh, await your review. The reality is in most cases, the the transmitter and the receiver are going to be within 10 feet of each other. Right. Most yeah. of the time. So probably it's hard, it's kind of hard to imagine there being much cut out. I, I hear about, it's actually in the little manual it comes with, they describe um, that you could have up to six of these on stage because it has six channels. Right. Um, don't try that. No. <laughs> I don't think that'll work. Uh, I'm very skeptical about that, but one of them in close proximity to its, to its transmitter might do fine. So we'll try it out. I'll give a full report. Yeah. I think in a solo thing, you'll be fine. Yeah. It's got an onboard rechargeable battery. Mm -hmm. So they're charging right now. It claims five hours of battery life on those. Um, The only bummer, I'm, I'm increasingly mad at things that use micro USB because mm. my whole setup is built around USB-C and so I have to find the right cable and play. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've got whole, like a whole pile of them over yeah, here. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I do too, but like, let's just all get to USB-C. Could we? Like, come on. Well, talking about cables and nonsense. So I've, I got, I've got two laptops now. One, my, my work computer just got replaced. Mm. Um, and if you are running any of the M1s or M2s and you're running Ventura, Lots of uh, monitors just don't work anymore. So I was trying to set up this karaoke thing for for Monday, and um, my laptop straight up would not power the two monitors that I had set aside for this particular uh, event. And that was uh, fairly terrifying. So I had to get, I messed around with new adapters. I finally found a solution, but it it took way longer than it should have. And it was (laughs) very uh, scary to, (laughs) you know, think of the prospects of not being able to have a i wanted just like a really nice looking solution so i'm using pro presenter um with the stuff that i've already got set up Mm -hmm. 
and uh, it wasn't working, but I got it. It took for, it took way too long. Uh, so if you are running, um, if you're not running Ventura and you need to use an external monitor, uh, maybe don't update right now. I'm hearing that. I've had a problem where um, I think I'm on Ventura. Yeah, I, I am. Um, and every day at some point, it tells me the USB bus is pulling too much power and it shuts yep. down USB. Now, right now, I can tell you, I'm, I'm, you're listening to me through a Focusrite Scarlet um, interface over USB. It's doing fine because you can hear me. It's doing fine. But if I launch the Focusrite app, it can't find the interface. So USB is shut down in some way that's not total. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Um, but it's not great. And it never happened before I upgraded to the latest OS. So fun. Yeah. So uh, can I tell you about two very strange gigs? Can you? So let's talk about it. The um, the Saturday gig that we did was a birthday party. And we were like, cool beans. We've done birthdays before. Hmm. Um, and and we had... Uh, we had received notice from the client that they were doing some other stuff because um, uh, the couple was Indian. And so they wanted to have some kind of, they had a DJ who was going to do some Bollywood stuff and they were going to bring some other people in. So we knew that it was going to be like, we were a part of the entertainment. We weren't, you know, the only show in town. Yeah. Uh, we show up to the venue and they want us upstairs. And by upstairs, I mean, up a, a flight of stairs. There's no <laughs> other way to load into the space. <laughs> Um, it's basically in a vaulted area of this event, uh, event space. So we loaded that 4,000 watt PA and our massive in-ear rig up a flight of stairs. And, um, we're like, okay, we'll set up in the corner. So people have room to dance and whatever. And, you know, there should be plenty of room and, and that leaves room for the DJ and all that stuff is all good. So the client gets there and they're like, yeah, we basically just want you guys like up here playing the music. We'll just, we're just going to cordon this area off so people can't come up. So we were playing basically to nobody hmm. because the uh, all the partygoers were actually on the bottom floor. So we were hired to basically be like background music. That's uh, that's interesting. It was definitely so. And, and we played maybe a third of what we were contracted to play because the TJ came or the, the drummer came, wanted to do some stuff. And so... Yeah, it was it was it was very strange, but like again, we're there to provide the entertainment that they want for their event. Yep. And so when they say do this, we're like, sure. 100%. And ultimately, it was less music than we had to do, and way less pressure because there wasn't anybody up there. Um, <laughs> Nobody's looking at you know, me. <laughs> we, had, we had a couple people break loose. You know, we had a, a handful of uh, gals up there for a song or two, but um, yeah. Other than that, yeah, they were they were occupied with other stuff. But you know, check cleared. It's all good. That's good. And then uh, last night was a corporate event um, for the Atlanta Falcons, and I was filling in on bass uh, with uh, 90s band Dial Up, uh, who are friends of mine, and they were in a tough spot, needed somebody. And I, um, you know, if you're going to be a bass player in a 90s band, you only need to be 5'8". So right. I was I was a good candidate. Yeah. Um, but we started, <laughs> the event started at 5.30. We went on at 6.15. We were done at 7.15. And we played to a mostly empty room until like the very, very end. And then we played to, you know, a fair amount of people that we would have really loved to have been there the entire time. Sure. Uh, but that didn't happen. But well, I was loaded out and home by 830. Oh, I love that. That's not bad. No, I love that. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll be up later tonight recording this podcast than I was <laughs> doing a full gig yeah, last night. Excellent. For full so, pay. Yeah. 
Actually, yeah, three fifty was a very nice payday. It's a good payday, yeah. For an hour set. So yeah, um, the <laughs> the next gig that's going to be weird and interesting coming up is is a ninety minute live band karaoke for a dry event on a Monday. Huh. So be uh stay tuned for that one yeah where they've they've pruned out anything that might be suggestive or yes yeah well that was the other thing like we were in the slack talking about like well what songs could you put in in its place <laughs> and th- you'd throw something out i'd be like nope bottle of wine is in the lyrics ah, can't do that one can't do that one it's you know it's it's you got to be it's fine tooth comb you got to be very very careful about you know what uh what you're suggesting so you know i grew up in salt lake city and mm-hmm. um the the dry the dry you know fact of most of the population there um what they do instead is candy and ice cream and soda they have those crazy soda houses yeah we can get like the sugariest soda in the world yeah and so um consider pour some sugar on me that might be well no they they cut that one <sighs> too suggestive but i will say this the, of all no, the listen, dry that's events we've ever done, the, the the soda house that you're talking about, I know the one. I, yeah. I know the one you mean. Um, yeah, it's famous. Watch, our, uh, watch a, like a show up, like a. It was like Sunday morning they were talking about it. Yeah. Well, the the thing that I don't know if most, most people know in that place, it's Soda Fountain Place, um, Snellgroves, it was called in Salt Lake City. The 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 tables in the booths are like exceptionally wide. So that you hmm. can't possibly physically reach your date. Oh, that's funny. On the other side of the table. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So we've done dry events before, but we did a, uh, we did a Mormon birthday at like the temple, <laughs> like in, at the church wow. thing. All right. And those sober Mormons were a blast. Yeah. They were so into yeah. it. They, no lubrication needed. They were ready to just go and and do, and it, it was fantastic. I will say this: my the, my experience of non Utah Mormons. I'm going to piss off a lot of Utahns right now. Ooh, but here we go. Here we go. Uh, I grew up there as a non Mormon, and I had that whole experience. Yeah. But my experience of Mormons outside Utah is they're super fun. They're really great. They're super cool people. Into interesting stuff like that has that was not generally my experience of Mormons in Utah, but outside Utah, hundred percent. Yeah. So I just, um, I just, uh, yeah, I'm going to get some hate mail on that one. Well, I uh, know I'm going to get some people praying for me. Yeah, for sure. Cause they're sweet inside Utah. Mormons yeah. are, are like, <sighs> they're still not going to let, let it fly. I regret this whole thing, but I'm going to, I'm not <laughs> going to edit it out cause I deserve whatever comes to me, but I regret it. I love all of that. Yeah. Let me see. So. We have a review. Awesome. This one uh, came in. Um, it looks like it came in on the 13th, but of course we didn't know about it until much later than that. That's how it works. But uh, if you want to be featured on the podcast, the easiest way to do that is to leave a review. Five stars if you can, ma- if you can manage it, if you, if you would be so generous. Uh, this one, uh, Apple Podcasts US, five-star review from Politic USA, but it's with a K. Hmm. Uh, want to know a secret i have one person that i can talk with about my band jukebox production she's a competitor we have built a relationship that allows us to share openly about our challenges successes pay personnel problems etc that's cool really anything good or bad yeah it's 100 confidential and counts as therapy i can now add to that small circle this podcast (laughs) it is open honest self-reflective 
informative, and funny at times. <laughs> that was my no addition. fair. Yeah. The conversation between these two is priceless. They put it out there and address the sometimes secret struggles that we band leaders have. I love it. Thank you for doing this. So big thanks to Politic USA for the kind words. What a great review. I love that. Love it. So for other business and things, uh, I think we're tomorrow on the YouTube channel, we're going to do the video version of the coaching session, Mm -hmm. Uh, a little cut down, uh, but not too much. And then uh, because of the crazy world that I've been in um, this week, next week is going to be a week in the life uh, video where I'm just casually shooting stuff as I go about my musical endeavors for the the week. Yeah, that's good. I'm really proud of that branding conversation at the end of that, that I forced them into. (laughs) It was really uh, brought the house down. I was really, I was really happy with that because that's, that's really the thing. Most people, most bands, um, never ask themselves those questions and, uh, you know, branding for them is about what color their logo is or something. It's, it's a, such a bigger conversation than that. And, and, um, so I was really happy to be able to bring that to the front and have them ask themselves those and just find what they found. It was great. Very cool. Yeah. All right. So you did something very special. I mean, lots of people do it all the time. It's not that special, but for me, yes, I have, I have only been to Disney world, uh, a few times in the last several years. And that was what the amount of money that you have to throw down to do that. It, it is special. It needs to, and it needs to be special. It has to be. That's true. Really invested in it being special and any day of it, not special is wasted money. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. And so now I've been home for a week and a half. My blisters are mostly healed. Three mm. Disney World parks in three days is a lot. It is. It's a lot. You got to go in with your game face. You got to be ready to go. And we were. I was there. We were there at Rope Drop. <laughs> um, first day was uh, Magic Kingdom. And second day was mm-hmm. Hollywood Studios. And third day was Epcot. Um, and, uh, you know, my daughter's nine now, the last time she was there, she was four and she bears, she thinks she remembers meeting Anna and Elsa. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah, maybe she does. You, maybe she remembers our stories about telling her about when she met Anna and Elsa. Right. Right. Um, but so this is the first time she's going to, she's for sure going to remember this trip. And oh, that's prime age. Like that's like, yeah, like thread in the needle. It's perfect. hundred like, percent. Yeah. 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 And here's for me, the mission accomplished of it was mm-hmm. she rode haunted mansion next to me. And she's, she's, um, she's very, um, she doesn't like Halloween. She doesn't like scary things. She doesn't like things that jump out at her. Um, Mm -hmm. but she found a magic kingdom Minecraft world. Hmm. Right. And she did, she like wrote, she, she pre-gamed magic kingdom in Minecraft and she knew nothing was going to jump out at her. She was all fine. And so then she wrote it with me because she knew like I'm a major, major haunted mansion nerd. Major, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, vintage Disney park stuff is <laughs> fully my jam, um, including Carousel of Progress. Mm-hmm. I may be the only person in the world, but I love it. Um, so she completely loved, completely loved Mansion. We did uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. She got off it and said, "We gotta go again." I want to go again. It's like, we, you ease the lightning lane for that. Like we skipped the line and I can't do that again. And, and the line's yeah. 45 minutes. She was like, 
I think we gotta go again. It's like fine, fine. Pirates is scarier than uh than Haunted Mansion, honestly. Parts if of it, like you know what they've yeah. they've actually cleaned up a lot of the problematic stuff in Pirates, um, but yeah, there's still there's still some some good spooky. You got pirate. some slideys. You got some you got some dead folk and yeah, skele- dead skelly men, bones. Dead men and stuff. tell no tales. All that. That's how we we got stranded inside of Haunted Mansion. Amber and I really. So like the, the I mean that ride is old and it 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 is prone to, to break down. Yeah. So, yeah. And they stop um, it to let people on who have mobility issues. Like that's, that's a right. thing. It stops a lot to let fo- folks work so, stuff out. We got stuck in the cemetery mm. for 20 minutes. Oh. They didn't turn the lights on. We were just there and we're, we were literally pointed right at the singing busts. Cool. All right. 20 minutes. Well, it's a good place it to was, stop if you got to, but that's, that's rough. Yeah, I, I know that song way Grim, too well. Ghosts, come out to socialize. Oh yeah. yeah, it was lots of that. Yeah, well, lots of it. Uh, the, we so we wrote it um, early in the day, and it stopped four times, and then we wrote it again after the fireworks, and that was our that was our mission. We did the fireworks. That's the no, that's the right time. And then we it. fought upstream like salmon <laughs> up up into Liberty Square and did Haunted Mansion uh, again. Um, waiting in line for about 40 minutes and then it didn't stop at all the second time and Ivy was like oh yeah. that's how it's supposed to get like the, the narrative of it works if it show, the show doesn't get interrupted four times stop in the middle yeah yeah yeah. but the reason I wanted to bring it up with with you and with our listeners is because um, of the music experience I had there mm-hmm. so first of all as a musician who is dialed into what's coming into my ears at all times right one of the things that is very <laughs> clearly, very carefully designed is the music landscape mm-hmm. of all of those parks. And they're very different. I mean, different rides have different kinds of music. You know, one of, one, of, one of my favorite rides there is the Astro Orbiter in, in uh, Tomorrowland, which is a, in some ways kind of a silly spin around and it goes up and down. And then, um, and then as it's finished, as the ride's ending, it spins around really fast and is super fun. Um, but it's playing the blues. It's playing sci-fi blues. It's playing burbly sort of one, four, fives. So that's all it's doing. And but it's but it's great. It's like it's this, this energy. And then in Epcot, all of Epcot is blanketed with this sort of um, uh, Lydian sort of you know raised four um, uh, uh, big um, uh, positive big future exciting you know stuff that's um it's interesting as a musician to think about how these things go um one of the most exciting music moments for me there well there are a couple a couple i want to share about one is at the star wars edge of the galaxy um, Mm -hmm. area at uh, uh hollywood studios which as a star wars nerd was phenomenal and i will say i walked in there oh god it's incredible i walked in the only star wars fan in my family and four Star Wars fans worked out. We we had um, <laughs> at one moment Kylo Ren. You know they're doing like the the sort of character thing, and and Kylo Ren mm-hmm. with two star stormtroopers walking around, and and he and he's saying things, talking, interrupting people in the audience, and talk, talking to people in the crowd. And he turned to my daughter and said, "You have skills that would be useful to the New Order. There's a place for you." My daughter turned to us and said, where do I sign up to be a Jedi? (laughs) 
and we, we went to a shop she and pretty bought her Ray robes, like a costume, which she wore the rest of the day. Um, mm-hmm. And so she's now super into Star Wars. She wants me to like curate a Star Wars experience for her, which I absolutely nice. will do. Um, and again, there was like a music undercurrent of that whole place that um, at one point we were having uh, dinner and some drinks at a, at a place that was, um, I'm not going to come up with its name, a, a, a restaurant um, there in that area. And there was a soundtrack happening in there that was alien music. I mean, it was, it was, it was f- foreign alien soundtrack music, concrete kind of arty. Yeah, it, was, it was amazing. And I, and I posted something in the, in the Patreon Slack to say like, you just got to hear what's coming out of these speakers here. Cause it's some Disney composers, total dream. Someone walked in and said, I need a music bed for a, an alien restaurant. Like go. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been looking on, on YouTube and on Spotify and I can't find it. There's the, the set list for, um, another restaurant there, Oga's Cantina, which we didn't have reservations for and didn't, didn't get into. Um, apparently is, is on Spotify and Apple music and all those things. But the, the soundtrack at this other place, which is so like, God, I just really loved it. Um, so far I haven't been able to find that online, but it was really cool. So that was one whole thing, like the experience of the parks, the musical experience of the parks was very interesting, very rich. Mm -hmm. Um, But there were also a couple of really cool band moments. So our first night there, we were walking around Disney Springs, which is um, kind of a mall, outdoor shopping mall. Yeah, open air mall. Yeah. Um, But like- Disney curated. Disney curated. So that, yeah. So it's, it's a really high, high end, high quality kind of experience. Um, there's a great Lego store, uh, which, you know, my kid was super into. Um, and so we were walking around it and at some point I'm seeing the kind of across some water, I see the back of a drummer clearly drumming and lights Mm -hmm. and fog, like a smoke, a smoker happening. And so I scoot around the corner there. And, um, at this point I'm filming cause I got to show my buddies on the Patreon Slack and it's a cover band doing can't stop the feeling Timberlake and the lead singer is killing it. The whole band is crushing it. The production is top notch and there's a whole crowd. It's like, it's like a concert happening at this open air mall. And, uh, yeah, it was really, really impressive. Um, and so that was one experience I had there, but there, there were, two or three other bands or solo artists or things like that happening there at Disney Springs that night. There was live music just all over the place. And then a couple of nights later, we were at Disney French quarter. It was great. It was really, really great. (laughs) It's like, it was like new Orleans. It was like the French quarter in new Orleans, but it didn't smell bad. There you go. And they had this little jazz club. And one night we went out to just, have a moment uh as grown-ups and by god there was this jazzish jazzy cover band start and play and they were unbelievable they were unbelievably good and and did a 40 minute set and then they were done that was it for them and the guy said come back come see us we're here tuesday through sunday Mm mm-hmm (laughs) right um so just the kind of thinking about like how to be if you were 
in that area, how you would land those sorts of gigs. My belief is Disney curates those musicians very heavily. Like it's not mm -hmm. an accident that they were exceptional. So we actually had this conversation back when I, uh, I went, was, this was probably two or three years ago at this mm. point, because I saw a, um, there's a group called the British and they might've been called British invasion yeah. or something to that effect, yeah. uh, over in the England pavilion of Epcot. Yes. And they would do these like 40 minute sets, but it was like just English music. Yeah. Yeah. I saw them too. I, I did see them too. And then they were starting with, uh, yeah, it was like punk stuff. British punk mm -hmm. was some of the stuff I saw. Yeah. And they do like Duran Duran yeah. and the Queen and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. And there, there, I saw an Irish performer. I saw a Canadian performer, like all the way around Epcot, there was live music mm -hmm. happening. So that group, I talked with those guys and huh. um, they are there. So what my understanding is that there's an agency that like Disney works with. Mm -hmm. So like they're in that world and those, but those projects, because they're Disney kind of certified um they do a lot of travel work though too mm. so they get these they get this concept together and then they you know get these players up and then they just kind of start shooting them out all over you know for these these corporate events also yeah uh so my understanding is that disney definitely has a hand in it but i think there's some outside people who are more plugged into that community uh who are actually putting the uh, the groups together but here's the thing we're just spitballing right. and uh we know that a lot of people listen to this. So if you do this kind of work, email us, gmail.com. What's it like? Yeah. What, what do you do? How'd you get into yeah, it? Yeah, I'd love to hear about how it really works. Because that would be something we worth talking about. Yeah. You know, because part of the thing is every Disney cast member is amazing. Every single person we interacted with is like great and excited to be there. And, um, or at I, least really good at putting on a face. 100%. I mean, I've, I've, I've talked to some people who've worked at theme parks. It's not like a great gig. But mm -mm. Disney folks always, every interaction you have with them is like, they're excited that you're here and you love this and they love you and it's all great. And so there is something particularly Disney about the way that music was done because the standard was clearly really high. I mean, substantially higher than my local markets bar gigs. Oh, um, yeah. It, yeah, I would say it, it is like like Broadway level. Yeah, for sure production and quality 100 yeah and like even down to like if you pose for pictures they've got like a shtick for that as well yep so it's it's very like they are they are tr very well trained yeah um for, so we're, we're totally leaving some folks out because we're talking just about disney world in disneyland there was this band called the mad tea party that was like this whole thing mm. in the from like 2010 ish until roughly 2016 when it they finally like put the kibosh on it but it was kind of it was this mix of like live cover band with like dj and they were all dressed up like alice in wonderland and it's like it's it's a whole thing for you know disneyland that's aficionados cool. that's cool but yeah and the players were all outrageous yeah. i mean it, we did that disney cruise and it was the same core group of four players that did every single set of every single show including like the stage shows for like you know they're they're doing on the deck with like their pirate rock band or whatever mm. uh it's it's i mean they are super well versed but i mean that's a that's a lot of work you're doing you're putting in you know multiple one to two hour gigs in lots of different genres right. just to you know right they did they, they did a jazz night they did a ragtime night they did an 80s night like they 
you have to know yeah. a lot of stuff. I was surprised that jazz band at the at the resort, it was a short set, right? And one set, but really well crafted and a lot of interesting medley work. Um, and uh, it was a four piece with a bass, keys, singer, and drums. And um, all of them top of their game, like <laughs> – Hundred percent. The bassist was on a, a a six string bass, and was just, I mean, all over it. No part of that bass was left ignored. Um, the drummer was also singing back up and was great, and and co fronting right. So the 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 girl singer was was the girl singer. She she was the one on the mic, but yep. the the drummer was also like introducing the band and being, being part of the, 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 the front. And, and, and it was in a, like a small jazz club kind of environment, probably seated max, maybe, maybe a hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, so intimate, but like, boy, that just, the, the, the level of performance was high. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we loved it. Yeah, We're planning our next trip and, uh, going to think about, um, yeah, they get your their hooks in here, and you're just they like, do, they do, because it's so really good. good. It. It's just so I, every time I every time I think about going, you know, sometimes I'm like, ah, uh, you know, it's for the kid, whatever Disney, eh. and then I come back and I'm like, no, it was legitimately high quality stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the The reason why I feel like some adults go is that every once in a while you get one of those wonder moments, mm. those kid moments that like. And, and, and in that moment you get that, that freedom, Yeah, you know, where that, yeah, that, that's, that's definitely a, a whole part of it. I, there's definitely been like, right. I did the, the flight of passage, the, mm-hmm. the avatar. Yeah. I was like overwhelmed, yeah. like, and how immersive it was. And I was like legitimately like moved yeah. by the experience because yeah. it's so overwhelming. And I yeah. was like. That's that's it. Yeah, the Star Wars that's part people it, is similar to that. Actually, you know, the other thing that was um, was amazing was at, at Hollywood Studios, the Toy Story world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I walked in, it was like, I am eight inches tall. Yep, like I'm legitimately, like <laughs> I'm a toy. It, it was great. It was really great. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Anyone well, anyone who's worked in that world or has any. Uh, insight and how that works love to know a little more yeah yeah that'd be awesome so uh do you want to talk about the other thing that we were we, we were looking for some input on yeah 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 so guys guys we are uh we're hopers and, and gals but we're we're hopers and dreamers over here yeah and one of the things that we really love is the fact that we get the opportunity to connect with people we get reviews and emails and dms and comments and all that stuff. And we love that, but we are thinking yeah, in a way that's all be, very virtual, right? It is. It's, it's very, it's almost 100% mm. virtual. So we were thinking about, and by we, I mean the guys in the Patreon and yep. pre- like predominantly Dan. Yeah. yeah. We're thinking about what it would look like to find a place to meet up. Yeah. And not just a casual, hey, let's go to this thing on a Wednesday night and have a beer, but like go somewhere. Yeah. And and and, like, and fly people like invite you. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm actually talking to you who's listening to my voice right now, you. Yep. To come be part of something. Yep. And 
what that would look like is there would be some, you know, socializing and that kind of thing, but also we would bring in experts and have panels and like talk about the nuts and bolts type stuff like that would really improve your project. Yeah, do a real conference uh, kind of thing. Try and do some sort of like t maybe go on site to a place that is doing things and sh do like a behind the scenes tour, like that kind of thing. And we were thinking about cities. We were thinking about times of the year, days of the week. So like we, we really, we're, we, how far did we get, Dan? We got as far as actually having a conversation and getting some quotes and stuff from an event planner, um, who works in a lot of places, but we were talking to her about Las Vegas. Now yeah. don't get hung up in Las Vegas. That's not locked into stone, but it was just, it was what we were talking about. And, um, the idea might be, so Matt, one, this is again, not written in stone, just sort of a, an idea to throw rocks at, but mm -hmm. you got to have something first. So imagine if people got into town on Monday and checked into the hotel and whatnot. And then we had like a reception party, open bar, fun time on Monday night. Mm -hmm. And then on Tuesday we had meeting session stuff, people speaking, uh, presentations, Mike Schulte talking about how to do social media. Um, yep. uh, um, who knows, who knows what we'd find. We've had friends of the pod, great, great prominent people who we've interviewed and who might come back and talk about their stuff. Uh, the, the other thing that's notable is your two hosts have never been in the same room together. So there's some moment of like us meeting that needs to be dramatic and done and so something. Yes. And it needs to be, you know, documented uh, uh, like obnoxiously. And then for sure know, it, pour, it, it pours into a live recording of the episode and absolutely the pod and that we would do a live episode and you know we might invite guests uh podcasts in our same market i haven't i'm saying this now without having talked to any of those folks but no um, yeah maybe they we, we, maybe they'd come i don't know maybe there's been lots of conversations lots of conversations. all there has been is conversations that's the really the point um maybe the next day is uh ch chill by the pool day but then one of the things we talked about was what if we found a venue that we could book for the night and set up a full backline with, you know, rented guitars and drums and all that stuff. And then do kind of a rotating band, like who's going to play jam. what? Yeah. Like, I think it'd be super fun to like, you know, have a, have a night where we all get to play together. Um, anyway, this is the thing we're talking about. It would take, uh, people coming. <laughs> it would take those yeah. people buying tickets that are worth some, some hundreds of dollars, not a lot of hundreds, mm -hmm. but some hundreds. Um, now Dan, is this a get rich quick scheme oh, for you and I? God, no, no. In fact, the, the consultant I talked to, the, the event planner advised us that the, <laughs> the real plan here is to not try to break even on the first one or maybe the second one. Uh, but to try to sort of build a model, you know, build, build an event that can happen annually or something that eventually starts to pay for itself. So at this point, Adam and I are both like having the, the sort of t tugging at our collar sort of moment because yeah. neither of us are in a real good place to like fund the thing. Um, right. But uh, nonetheless, I think it's interesting. I'd love to do it. And so I think the question we're bringing to you, oh dear listener, yeah, mm -hmm. you actually, yeah, you is you driving in your car slash walking yeah. slash 
at the gym what? slash whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever does that you whatever you yeah, might be doing. I'm actually talking to the person who is wearing your underwear. We know what you're doing right now. We know what you're doing right now. It's disgusting. Stop it. No, no, yes. But no. please do listen. Stop it. And instead, write an email to us and tell us <laughs> what, whether you think this is an idea that would be of interest to you, um, mm -hmm. kind of what what you think a ticket to that would be worth. Uh, we're not, you know, it, it would not include your travel, your lodging, your – it might include a meal, maybe two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe a beer or 12 beer or 12 something like that um we do imagine the reception nights being an open bar we do imagine at least a catered lunch during the day of the the content um right probably a patrons only patreon only dinner at some point so some of yeah. you might want to catch yourself on patreon at some point point is these are thoughts we're having and they're totally unformed, but we're really interested in your, I don't know how they strike you. If it's yeah. a thing that would be of interest to you to participate in that would, um, contribute to what you're up to with your band and your plans and your progress and all that. If being part of that community in a way that's like more than just listening to a podcast and actually showing up and networking and, you know, but listen, I can almost promise you'll get to shake Mike Schulte's hand. That's true. And, you know, for us, as we're kind of mulling this over, we we're also open to suggestion. Mm -hmm. Like if you've got a value proposition, like in order for this to be worth it, like I would like to know about this yeah. or get to know more about yes. this. Like that would be like super helpful. Yes. Super helpful. Yeah. And, and don't get hung up on Vegas either. You know, the other thought was if we did it in Atlanta, Adam could sort of be boots on the ground boots and maybe ground, make it a lot yeah. easier. So don't get, don't get, it would be a place. Yeah. <laughs> but don't, don't get hung up on, on Vegas in particular. Now, yeah, if it's Atlanta, you know, we're talking about going and doing uh, unique Atlanta musician things mm -hmm. like going to metal some live band karaoke and uh, maybe touring righteous guitars up by me, uh, maybe going to one of the big venues in town that caters cover bands and speaking with, their agents and staff on what they're looking for and just learning that side of the business. Yep. We, again, lots of ideas, but we're, we need some more. Yeah. And so if you've got any and they're, you think they're worth sharing, by all means, send it our way. Yeah. 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 Cause we're at the very, very early stages of talking about this. So we're, we want the funnel of input to be wide. So don't be shy. Please don't be shy. Please hit us up. Let us know what your thoughts. So let us know if you think it's a dumb idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's likely as well. Uh, but I think it'd be a ton of fun. I think I, I'd love to have a more personal and, and in-person connection with our listener base. Um, Cause there are a lot of you, frankly, the numbers this last couple of weeks have been like, I don't know how it's happening, but our numbers are climbing hard. Yeah. We, we, um, we had 11,000 downloads this month. Yeah. And that's 8,000 more than January from last year. Yeah. Don't know what's that happening. feels like a yeah. lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. So if you're out there, send us an email, yeah. please. If you're like, I'll fly there from, I'll fly to Atlanta from say Ireland. Yeah. I know we have listeners. That actually, that's another up, upside is that we're big international thing. So yes. any of our. Worldwide brethren could uh that's true. Could get in and that's out. That's true. Of the, the airport's the easy. easy. Yeah, Vegas is too, but uh, yeah, still it's better than 
the other place we talked about was Nashville, which I think is a little harder to travel to. Yeah, it's. I think it's it, it's also kind of prohibitively expensive right. at the moment. Yeah, unfortunately. So hit us up, guys. Coverbankconfidential@gmail.com. Yeah. Give us your thoughts. Any parting words? Give us your thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Well, that'll do it then. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, we we love hearing from you. Shoot us an email. Do any what? And we'll you got one more. We'll see you real soon. We'll see you real soon. K E Y. Why? Because we like you. Anyway, take it away, Adam from the Van Band. And that's how you rock more and suck less. Hey, listener, this is Adam Moskowitz of the Van Band out of South Florida. Yes, another Adam. Adams are taking over the cover band scene. Get used to it. Sorry, Dan. On behalf of Cover Band Confidential, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Now, I know you want to support this cast, so this is how you do it. You subscribe, you leave a five-star review, you share this episode with your musician friends, and you throw a screenshot on your story. And you go ahead and you follow the podcast on all the socials. You got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. These gentlemen, Adam Johnson of Members Only and Dan Ray of The New Strange, have graciously given us vast amounts of great content. So as a thank you, go ahead and send them some green energy on their Patreon page. For real, send them some digital coins. And when you do that, you'll get access to the Slack back channel, which is just musicians and band leaders chatting about the craft of being in a performing cover band. The wins, the losses, the behind the scenes goodness. If you play at least once a month for money, all I'm saying is break off a few bucks for your favorite podcast that you always listen to. Any questions, comments, hit up the Facebook group, send a text or voicemail to their hotline. That's 404-491-0910. You can also email coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. If you'd like, you can find my band on Instagram, Facebook at VAMBAND. That's V-A-M band. Do it. Seriously, I want to see that CBC bump. Or you can find everything you need at VAMBAND.com. We started in 2019. We play funk, pop, soul, R&B, Motown in Southeast Florida. I play guitar and backup vocals at Adam Moskowitz Music on IG. Also follow the CBC host on IG. That's at Adam Patrick Johnson and at Dan Ray Musician. Or visit coverbandconfidential.com for all the goods. I'm going to go ahead and call it for Adam Moskowitz in Boca Raton, Florida. That was your outro bumper on Cover Band Confidential. Always be performing! Always be performing!